Lady, don't you know we love you? And dear mama, sweet lady, place no one above you. You are appreciated, sweet lady. Don't you know we love you? Pour out some liquor. And I reminisce, because through the drama, I can always depend on my mama. And when it seems that I'm hopeless, you say the words that can get me back to focus. Continue podcast. That's the first time we've ever done uh, a, a, a actual Tupac song. Oh. Uh, that's Tupac's Dear Mama. Actual wow. Tupac. It's an act. Well, we've done California, uh, which was a posthumous single, uh, and like ha- it was like mostly finished by Dre, and like the entire lyrics are just like California knows how to party. Like those, those like <laughs> the six-hour YouTube videos where they just loop the same thing over and over. And you just yeah, listen it's like to him do a robot voice saying California. Tupac say like three words and then Dre's like Let me take you to a wild wild west. I'm like Dre, stop it. <laughs> You're drunk, Dre. Go home. <laughs> I will not have you besmirch Big Willie style on this podcast. <laughs> My name is Anthony John Agnello. I would never, I would never say that to Dre. Dre's a, uh, a, a, a like a, a precious resource in our world. His last album kicked ass against all odds after like 20 years. It was better than The Chronic 2001. So here we are. Uh, I also have with me today, uh, Staff Roberts, Dave Roberts. So I have a theory and I feel like someone smarter than me should write this article, but I feel like you could psychoanalyze people based on how the Nintendo Directs uniquely fail them (laughs) as a person. Oh, wait. Yes. Okay. Because, that, okay. We, we're like, gonna get into this. We're gonna get into this exact because thing, I but. like the 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 direct happened. It was like their first like real direct in like a year because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I feel like people don't realize that there has been a pandemic, guys. There's a pandemic. So you know, expectations should be in check, right? Like they they've had to like push out their schedule six months, and everyone. I'm like I watched it after the fact. I was like, oh yeah, oh they're bringing the Famicom Detective Club game. Oh they're remaking Skyward Sword. Oh that's neat. Splatoon three. That's fun. Metopia. Like that looks cool. I'm not gonna buy it, but you know, cool, whatever. But then you go on social media. Everyone's like, how come they didn't announce Butter three? Where's Bayonetta? Where, and, and I'm just thinking, like, I feel like everyone just brings their own personal baggage, and like, like a Nintendo Direct will always be a failure to anyone at any given point in time because Mm. they they always just bring their own like the thing that they want the most that they have poured themselves into is never there all right we all we also have susan arndt and i want to kick straight to susan arndt and see what is your retort to dave is there do you do you think dave is onto something here or is dave um is D- is Dave befuddled by playing too many Wonders Wonderswan games? Yeah, I- <laughs> is he blissed out because of Wonderswan? I mean, first of all, I think it's absolutely precious that you're asking gamers in general yeah. and Nintendo fans specifically, <laughs> yeah, yeah, to exercise any form of restraint or reasonableness <laughs> towards yeah. that particular company. I mean, that's on me. It's cute. It. I mean, mm, uh. 
Yeah, that's like, come on, man. There, here's, just... here's their version of that. Dude, it's a pandemic. It's not like they had to go anywhere. They could have been working on this the whole time. <laughs> do you guys? Did you guys watch a lot of Homestar Runner? You guys watch a lot back of in the day. Oh, yeah. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah. So there, there's this character that only shows up a couple of times. Marshy, the marshmallow. And he's, <laughs> he's just this unhinged presence. But there's. Uh, there's a bit they did where Marshy is dressed up as like Dracula and it's to promote Halloween black and orange marshmallows. Don't worry, this is right. somewhere. Okay. And in the middle of this commercial for black and orange <laughs> marshmallows, it like cuts and it's not Marshy the marshmallow doing the bit anymore. He's like in a dressing room and it's almost like the office like camera footage peering in on him in private and the marshmallow is just screaming at himself in the mirror going what more do they want (laughs) (laughs) and that to me is every nintendo developer yeah and every nintendo executive in the known history of the company you know, perpetually screaming, what more do they want? Here's here's why I enjoy you, Anthony, because your brain makes <laughs> the most <laughs> random connections. Like we're talking about something that happened this week and your brain and it's not it's a straight line. It's just mm-hmm. beep, boop, beep, <laughs> to this obscure Homestar Runner con- uh, character. And and that makes me happy because Thanks. When my brain does that, it means I'm not alone. So, yeah, so, so thank you. I feel I feel like that that thread that like if it turns out that string theory is true and the the what physical is, universe. I don't know what string theory is. To be honest with you, I, I barely understand it. Okay, the universe okay. is a string. And yeah, there's a yo-yo at the end of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, no, I don't know. Are we sure it's not the it's like, not like a pull thing, and then like it makes oh, like you know like that like, like that's how big brain works. It's like you, you yeah. have a Woody doll, and then you pull the string, and then yeah. the string There's receives a back. In my and boom. Then, yeah. All of all of continue podcasts, all yeah. of our episodes, the three of us, everyone who listens to the show exists on the thread tying the Nintendo Direct to an obscure <laughs> character. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> We're all that we is all true. Exist on this yeah. side. Yeah. Um yeah, I I I'm right there with both of you guys. Like Nintendo fans aren't to be trusted and I know <laughs> because we we can smell our own. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and like even I was sitting there watching the direct being like, shit, this is kinda dire. Because if if you sit there and in the middle of your first direct, you're like, fuck guys, what do we have? What have we been able to like finish and get approved? While we haven't actually been able to get in the office, it's like, uh, Stubbs the Zombie. You mean a forgotten Xbox game from 2005? <laughs> yeah. yeah. fucking push it out there. What else we got? Ninja Gaiden. Wasn't that also a 2005 Xbox game? Yeah. Just, well, fine. Put it, put it in. Put it in. Uh, yeah, it's a fucking pandemic. What do you think is gonna happen are they gonna be like metroid prime 4 is dropping today yeah i'm also like i don't know maybe i'm just 36 
and like over it but i'm just kind of like happy with what comes now like like if it yeah. comes great if not like i don't know i got a kid to worry about <laughs> i have a family to feed <laughs> my, my my other thing though is i got game boy games to collect like come on there's that response out of the Nintendo Direct was like, well, there's nothing fucking play on my Switch. An amazing Mario game just came out. Like, it just Literally came just, out. and they reminded you at the Direct that this thing you could buy right now. Not, not a full week before the Direct. Not a full week. <laughs> it, it's out, it's out there. None of you fuckers played it the first time. We know you people didn't play it the first time. Um... That's that's I don't like I don't want to bury us in Bowser's Fury discussion because I know you've only played a little of it, Dave. It's a brand new Mario I, game. I, so I, I, I have a question because yes. I, I genuinely yeah. don't know. Okay, so I played Kitty Mario on the Wii U. It's yes. effing delightful to me. Yeah. yeah. So it, is Bowser's Fury separate of that? It's like, so it's it, like they, they made DLC for a nine-year-old game. Okay, now that, okay. Now that is, I think that is a misleading statement. I think I think claiming that Bowser's Fury is a DLC to an existing game is not fair. And I, I think that to describe what Bowser's Fury is is going to sort of take us into uh, a, a larger discussion on today's episode, okay. which is that of discovery and how to actually even fucking tell somebody what a video game is at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and to educate them about, hey, this might be a thing that you like. Because Bowser's Fury, at first blush, it could be 3D World DLC. Especially with how aesthetically similar it is. Everything you see in the world of Bowser's Fury is cats and... The even the Koopa Troopas. Even the Koopa... Everything. <clears throat> everything is cats. There is... By the time you get to the end of the game, there is a volcano that is literally shaped like a giant cat head with a meowing lava mouth. How do I not have this game yet? Oh my god. I don't, I, Susan, the fact that you weren't there... But this this isn't on you... Because Nintendo didn't talk about what this game was at all prior to its release. Mm, and true. If you, only, if you only play an hour of it, you'd be like, oh, this is a neat expansion that probably should have come out on Wii U. The game is much longer than it seems to be when you start. I there are This is not also not like 3D World. This is like a proper in the mold of uh, Mario Sunshine 3D Mario game, you are collecting shines. Except they're not shines like in Super Mario Sunshine. They're cat shines. This Shines? Little cat faces. Oh my god! Yeah. This is... It took me... There are 100 shines to get in the game. I'm just buying this in the background. Don't mind me. You know... (laughs) 100 shines, which is, you know, just 20 shy of how many there are in Super Mario 64 and Super Mario Sunshine. Hmm. Um, I got 97 of the 100, which is closer to 100%ing a Mario game, the 3D Mario game that, I, that I've ever really gotten. And it took me uh, about eight hours of game, hmm. which is... Two hours longer than Metal Gear Solid. Like, it's, it is... <laughs> I know that some people... 
that's, some that's people your with, unit of measurement is yeah. it's a 1.2 oh, metal gear solids 1.2 metal gear solids uh but like you know that's the kind of thing that always pops in my head when i think of like the troglodytes with an anime avatar on twitter whinging not a full game it's only 60 dollars not a full game Eight hours N- never long. mind the fact that you're also getting this supremely yeah, excellent yeah, yeah, yeah. game. Like, yeah. Unbelie- and like and they they improved 3D World actually. It is it is they, it's sped up. You move faster in 3D World than you did before. Hmm. So Bowser's Fury you Mario still moves like he does in 3D World. But you are plopped into an ocean where a giant Godzilla-sized Bowser covered in black tar and looking like he's from hell and accompanied by straight-up death metal every time he appears. It's it's a metaphor for the oil industry. Nintendo is poignant commentary. BP Oil Spill 2010 is being responded to finally in a Mario (laughs) title. Um you know, Bowser rises up out of the ocean. It's like... <laughs> it's so good. And it, it's awesome. And the entire the entire time, Bowser Jr. is with you with his little paintbrush from Mario Sunshine. And this game calls back in many ways to Mario Sunshine. There are There's graffiti things on the walls. You have to either tap the screen or direct with motion controls for Bowser Jr. to like go check it out. Hmm. You can a, another person can play as Bowser Jr. in like an assist role or you can just set his AI to help you a lot, like have him attack enemies or not at all if you want more challenge. And then once you're plopped into the ocean, you you are pretty much set free. And as you collect shines, more of the ocean becomes accessible. And unlike in Mario Sunshine or even Mario Odyssey, where it's, here's a level and there will be five shines Mm, to uh get within that level. Uh, Or here's a whole other world and there's like tons and tons of little moons and all this other crap. You're just allowed to bounce. You can just go to whatever stage you want. It's Mm. just an open ocean and you go to them and it is so fast and so delectable and so immediately fun and inventive. At the very beginning, I was like, oh, well, it's just going to be like one level. But it's not. It's just like Sunshine or 64, where you'll it you, you'll go to the top of the level, you'll find a shine. But then the next time you come back, there'll be a challenge like uh, press a button and then blue coins appear in a certain right. pattern. You have to get them all really fast. Right. Or this time some of the platforms are invisible. It's the old model and the entire time there's always this timer where Godzilla Bowser will reappear after a certain amount of time and the only way to get rid of him is to either find a shine mm-hmm. which will reduce his health and make him sleep again or after you get a certain number of shines you unlock a gigantic cat bell and you can turn into a Godzilla sized lion Mario and then you beat the shit out of Godzilla-sized Bowser. It is every single Mario game stretching back to the original Mario finally executed into a single space. I stopped it's... listening after Kitty Kaiju. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, if it were 
if it were twice the length, it would mm-hmm. be just a full Mario game. Yeah, it yeah. It would be the whole thing. Uh, I... Hey, it's even better than full Mario games. You know, like you would play Odyssey and it would be like, there's still more to do in this world. Go find 42 uh, purple coins. Go fuck yourself. Nobody yeah. wants to do that. Yeah. This is... Odyssey is too big. It's too big. Yeah. And all the challenges are meaningless. Like there's no difference between some of the moons are like, fart on this one tree. Here's a moon. Get out of here. Yeah. And then some of the other moons are... You know, these grand scale a tower while listening to this amazing Donkey Kong song, you know, this is just perfectly balanced. All of that said, Dave, you only played a little bit of this and you were like, oh, it's just DLC. You wouldn't you wouldn't know, like, the fullness of what's there. And even the credits roll too early. There are a 100 shines in this thing. I hadn't even seen a third of the levels when the credits rolled. Yeah, like there was a, a, just a ton of game that wasn't, it's not like the other Mario games where, you know, you get to a certain sh- shine or moon threshold and then it'll say, all right, now you can progress to the final boss. And you've right, right. seen everything. Yeah. This is it's hard the stop. Way, the way that it unlocks too is like, like when, it's you, weird. when you get enough shines, like, like the, you have to, it's like the, the cat bell activates mm-hmm. and then you can fight Bowser. And then once you fight Bowser, once you defeat him, then uh, he like disappears into the ground, and more like like Anthony was saying, more of the world shows up. But it's like that unlocks like three to five new quote unquote levels in the space that you can bounce between. So you could get all the shines in like one level, yeah, to to get the next cat bell to appear, beat Bowser again, unlock more levels. And then, like, how many shines do you actually need to beat the game? Is it, like, 50? You only need half. You need yeah. 50 out of Oh, wow. Which okay. is weird. It's that just, is weird. Yeah. It's, it's an odd choice. Uh, because even in Super Mario 64, which this game is very similar to in terms of the amount of game that's there and scale, uh, you know, you needed 70, I think, yeah. to get to get To, to open that final door. Yeah, right. to get up to the top. And yeah. by that point, you you will if you have seventy stars and you haven't been at least into every level, that's you're do you're doing some magic shit. Like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's great. Um, and in my head, I was sitting there thinking about how had this game come out as a Nintendo sixty four game in the exact same scale and amount of time that you were going to put into it. You know, I would have gone to the store and been like, I mowed all the lawns for six months, sir. Here's $80. Yeah. And it would have completely met my expectation in every way, shape, or form. Interesting. But in 2021, this is a confusing game to put into the wild. If you just try a little of it, it seems like an expansion to an old game from 2013. If you've just seen the previews and stuff, like you, Susan, you wouldn't even know what the hell it was. They've Mm -hmm. done nothing to communicate what this game actually is. And then if you're just a loser who, you know, buys every single Mario game six months before they come out, because you don't want to admit to yourself you have a problem, Anthony. Okay. Uh, I was going to say. (laughs) Wait. We're thinking out loud again. You're in the old dome. Uh... Uh, yeah, I pre-ordered this game sight unseen in September. 
But that's just because I was like, I want to play 3D World again. I had mm-hmm. no expectations for this Bowser's Fury thing. How do you sell this game at all? Do you do you put it on its own and say, well, it's 40 bucks and it's only eight hours. That's going to confuse the hell out of people. They're going to they're going to look at it and then you're going to have three months of needless internet chatter where it's like Miles Morales isn't a real game. Uncharted Lost Legacy isn't a real game. It's not a full game. Or do you pack it in with something else and just allow people to be surprised, but then might skip it because they right. say, I already own 3D World. Yeah. And and, ha- and if you put it in the eShop and we're like, all right, well, it's digital only. It's just a uh, digital only. It's 30 bucks. How would anyone anywhere look in the eShop at screens of this and see that price tag and say, yeah, I'm going to get that. Sure. Why not? Let's do it. Why? I, I, I want it. I sympathize with them because I like it is a complete thing. You know, it, it couldn't be like, all right, well, uh, put it in the oven for another year and make it twice as long. Right, and, right. You know, it's it's it is what it is. Susan, you before we uh, started recording today, introduced a topic to Dave and I that is a, a much larger uh thing that this conversation is a part of yeah and yeah. we've talked about this on continue before but i think it's it's a even greater challenge now in 2021 than it's ever been yeah it's so this this came about because uh i i like to watch a, a little bit of tv before i go to sleep mm-hmm. uh the lighting in my bedroom isn't great for reading so I like to watch a little TV on my little iPad. I have a little iPad mini and I watch like a half hour of something and I was done the show. I had watched the second season of Blown Away, which is a glass blowing competition on Netflix and it's really cool and I highly recommend it. It's so neat to see how people to see how glass stuff is made. I digress. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, let me I'm I'm trying to find something and Everybody has a, a streaming service now. Everybody under the sun. And I have a lot of them. And I'm, I'm just poking around, poking around. I look on Shudder. I look on Netflix. I look on Hulu. I look on Disney. There's, there's nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing. And I'm randomly looking through HBO Max because I like to watch TV shows mm-hmm. instead of movies before I go to bed because they're, they're complete thoughts. They're shorter Right, like it's a half hour, it's forty five minutes. That's easier to do in pieces like that than a than a whole movie. And I randomly come across by just bra- I'm like, well, let's see what's in their TV show section. Not only something that I would absolutely enjoy watching, and indeed have been because I started watching it. It's a it's a the name is terrible. It's called The Head. But but. I know, right? It's the worst. Wait, isn't isn't that the old MTV animated show? Sadly, where an alien lives in the no, guy's head. <laughs> no, although I would watch that too. But no, no, it's about uh, there's a, 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 a science station in the Antarctic, and they uh, it's the winter crew. It's a skeleton crew. There's like ten people there, and they got to be there for six months, just making sure the place doesn't fall apart until the summer crew comes back, and they can get back to doing all their experiments. They lose touch for three weeks, so they come back early. Everybody's dead. Mm. 
Yeah, right? Like, how is that not completely my jam? Like, what the heck happened here? Great it's, premise. Right? It's awesome. Great. Found that by total luck. Found another one, which is based on the Cormoran Strikes books, which I adore. I knew this series happened. I'd been, I knew it was on HBO. I knew it was airing in the UK first. I knew it was coming to the United States eventually. I've been actively waiting for this show to be available to me. I have no idea how long it's been on this service. It's just sitting right there. I just, just bounced across it. And what like if anybody has, should have gotten an email for that, right? it would have been you. Like you would think. I would have been, no, had no clue, no idea. And so as I'm, I'm thinking about this and, and the, the UI between different platforms is a nightmare. The same oh, streaming all, service. They're all bad. They're awful. But even the same <laughs> all bad. service on your computer versus your iPad versus the uh, Apple TV, it's, it's just, it's garbage. It's trash. Yeah. So there's no consistency. And I, if HBO Max, which by the way, uh, the, the company that owns HBO owns DC, oh, like uh, Warner Brothers, like just so many lines of content. And they can't do Discovery worth a hot damn. No. But, uh, but nobody can. But, nobody but it, can. Well, and that's exactly it. Yeah. And, and this is a big problem because if everybody has their own streaming service and now, you know, with each game console has not only new stuff that you could buy digitally, but then also they have their own library that you can get into and whatnot and and discovery sucks there's no like do the algorithms need to get better do we need to have people actively curating this stuff i will say the the only service that i've seen do curation or to to do discovery right is the criterion channel because they interesting. They they hire people whose job it is mm. to <laughs> compile movies into groups that they rotate in out and out. Like you're not you don't have to watch them that month. They'll stick around uh, for for as long as they have the rights to the movies. But they'll be like, okay, this month is Toshiro Mifune's like hundredth birthday. Like the the actor, all the Kurosawa movies, like huge Japanese like. Uh, uh, black and white film star and so what we've done is we've got interviews with film uh, scholars talking about like his legacy we've got uh, a curated list of here's uh, basically like 10 of his landmark movies from like his first appearance in film all the way up to his last film and it's like boom 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 it's got like nice cover art up at the top and you're like oh that's neat I'll add that to my watch list or it's like they'll they'll, they'll do stuff like look we've got we've got all of these like great detective movies let's compile them into like this this specific decade from this specific uh, film studio and then present that with a bunch of like historical context around it. They do stuff for directors. They do stuff. They'll highlight stuff based on themes. So there's this constant. Even though the library probably doesn't rotate as much as something like HBO Max or Disney Plus, they don't have as much content. It feels like they have a lot of stuff but, because they're actively showing. But here, this yeah. is what we have. So here's the thing. Shutter does that too. They find really inventive ways to group. 
movies together so that it's surfacing stuff that you might not know is there. But the thing they have in common, Shudder and Criterion, is a relatively small mm-hmm. library. So but they can do that. I, I think one of the things that we're, we're bumping into in the case of both Shudder and Criterion is that the, the business model suggests... We're addressing a smaller, more devoted audience anyway. Mm, that's a good so point. We, yep. we, can, yep. we can afford yep. to not constantly be like delivering this grotesque, gluttonous largesse of content. Yeah. However, I think this, you know, we're we're and I'm glad we're getting there because I thought we might. We're we're gracing into territory of what we talked on about on an episode a few months back, which is maybe just maybe make less stuff. Mm. And I think that all of these various services, whether they're the Nintendo eShop or it's HBO Max or it's Netflix or whatever, I think that if they're going to continue to have these walled gardens, this little smattering of exclusive content that they fund themselves and put on there isn't enough to justify having all of these various different services Mm. i think ultimately everyone should have the elijah wood of shutter or this team at criterion that's saying let us curate what is actually here in a human way algorithms will not do it because you know it's gotten to the point where discovery is so challenging on its own that the the presentation of information I find personally nauseating. I I don't know if you guys saw this, but on Twitter a couple of days ago, I tweeted out a a request. Like, is there a way to turn oh, yeah. off all recommendations on YouTube? Because I have gotten to a point where it doesn't matter if I'm on my phone or my tablet or TV. I don't want to look at YouTube at all. Because the onslaught of giant leering faces mm. trying to get me to watch some asshole's political commentary or their dissection of Battletoads, whatever the fuck. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want any of it. Get it away from me. It, it, it is not just making sure I can't discover things on your platform. It's chasing me out of your environment. Yeah, fair, fair. So fucking hire human beings who are no different than the buyer that would have worked at a privately owned bookstore or Mm. a privately owned record store or a privately owned game store and saying, people are responding to this. Maybe I should bring in more. People aren't responding to this. Maybe we shouldn't carry it. I think that less shit is the answer to the problem. Discovering Bowser's Fury would be easier if you didn't have to scroll through, like, softcore porn billiards on the Nintendo (laughs) eShop. Is that a real game? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Or or finding, finding this BBC series inspired by a series of books that you're looking for, Susan. Maybe it'd be easier to find that if it wasn't just like, well, before you check that out, here's 92,000 Bill Maher stand-up special. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Blow me, HBO Max. I want or, fuck you. you know, or, 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 let me hit tap Sex in the City and say, no, 
Never bring that up to me. Never recommend Never it. I watched it when it aired. I'm good. Thanks. Like all of these things that I'm just never going to want to watch. Stuff like let me click it and it'll never come up. And great. And then maybe the st- stuff that I don't know exists, like a show called Thirty Coins, which was recommended to me that I again had to look up. I tried to find that three different ways on HBO Max, <laughs> and I'm, I'm like. Stumbling across it isn't going to happen. I can't even find it when I know exactly what it is. So let me get rid of all, like, Euphoria. I'm not going to watch it. Not watch yes, it. Zendaya is wonderful. I don't care. I don't want to see this show. Where where in the sign-up process, HBO Max, is the button I can click that says, the only Kim Cattrall project I will ever watch is Big Trouble in Little China. Where's that button? I don't want to see anything else. <laughs> okay, but what about Mannequin? Fuck. <laughs> Man- Mannequin and Big Trouble in Little China and that's it. Shit. Yeah. Shit. What about Mannequin 2? Is Mannequin 2 no. first the alley? It's no. It's Shit. it's not Kim Cattrall, that's for sure. It's, Hold a, on. it's definitely not. It's definitely not. Uh, I'm looking it up. Google it. Yeah, I'm know. Googling this. Uh how to know who Mannequin 2 is. This is how you know you're who listening. Who is this to girl? Stuff. Hold on. Yeah, this is so... This is... this is. It's just this, Mannequin 2? This, but wait a minute. I'm getting there. Christy this Swanson. Is, Christy Swanson. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Com- next commentary episode coming at you. Mannequin 2. Okay. Yeah. He's going to do a Mannequin Apropos marathon. Nothing. Uh, I do. I do think that there is... I'm curious about what you guys think of this because I part of me wonders as... The current hellscape of our cultural and technological moment continues. <laughs> People are slowly but surely starting to adapt to it. And I know that there is legislation in a few different European nations and California that is starting to question whether these walled ecosystem, uh, you know, uh, e-shops, digital mm-hmm. storefronts are going to continue to be legal. Why like, wouldn't they be? Well... You know, uh, Epic and Apple's little fight is uh, is is kicking off a lot of conversation. So I think that there's a scenario where people say, "Well, there can't be all of these various different, you know, the 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 term that people use in the business world is walled garden." Right. Uh, but I don't think that's the solution either. What well, do you think? okay. First of all, bullshit because. <laughs> The 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 entire notion of commerce is I have something nobody else has. Mm-hmm. You know, like Tommy Hilfiger started in branded shops before you could get Tommy Hilfiger clothes ever. Like that's that's the whole shtick. Like you could only get the cronut at whatever stupid New York bullshit asshat bakery started that <laughs> ad, right? Like this is. You have something nobody else has, and you can only get it from that vendor. Do it and do, do like, there, that's innovation. That's the way it is. Well, I should be allowed to sell something only where I care to sell it. On, on the other hand, though, uh, and not excusing this, but one thing that we've started to notice is that piracy is trending upward again. It went down because Netflix was like, oh, let's make it easy for people to watch these digital shows and movies. Like, yeah. it's, it's like the, the Valve thing where it's like, it's not, 
it's not a payment problem. It's a conv- it's like you're not it's a serving. Convenient. Yeah. yeah, you're not serving people. And so what we've noticed is like that as these companies go like, well, we want to get ours too. This is our yeah. stuff. Yeah. That as they put all of this stuff in their own walled gardens, that people are just going like, well, fuck you. I'm not paying twenty. I'm not paying twice as much as I did when I had cable to get all this shit. Yeah. So I'm just gonna steal it. Fuck you. And, and you know what? I don't blame them. I do not blame yeah. them one bit. I am buying Blu-rays and DVDs yeah. for the first time. Yeah. In- like 20 fucking because years. fuck them yeah. And, yeah. and the reason i'm doing it is because look i know i'm gonna watch ghostbusters again yeah they're making it impossible for me to watch ghostbusters yeah, I, I, will, I don't I know will. where it is i don't know how to get to it and it's easier it's easier for me to say to my child i know you want to watch charlie brown christmas here is a disc of yeah. Charlie Brown christmas yeah. in our home because who because you don't know yeah who yeah well it, it was like oh it's on Apple for free for one month and then you have to subscribe to Apple TV to watch yeah. the Christmas special and it's like no fuck you yeah. I'm not playing your game anymore I'm mm-hmm. like I, I I I'm the same way Anthony I've actually started looking at Blu-rays again because it's like who knows if this movie that I like watching that is comfortable to me mm-hmm. and my family is gonna be around in six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who knows? And I was in a situation where a couple of weeks ago, my brother said to me, have you finally watched Color Out of Space yet? And I was like, no, I have not yet watched Color Out of Space. And he was like, you really should. And I realized that my Shutter subscription had lapsed. Mm. And it was like, am I going to spend $6 on a month of Shutter?" Yep. Or will I spend $12 and have a copy of the movie in my home that I can then give to my friend and say, do you want to see Nicolas Cage fight the thing from John Carpenter's The Thing? Because here, that's, it's, it's just easier. It's easier. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, there's like, when a new movie premieres on Shudder that you tell me about, Susan, my first impulse will be, I'm going to rent it because mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. need everything else. I don't. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. Yeah, I, I can't argue with any of that. It's so absurd that, like, for me, television is a, a, a big part of my my downtime, right? So I'm okay spending money on all of these disparate services because I get something different from each of them, right? Like, Netflix has TV shows, CBS is my Star Trek stuff, Shudder is a job, and, you know, like, <laughs> and, and HBO Max has all the, like, I mean, it's HBO, so it has all that stuff that I want, and that's that's all cool, but that's me, right? right? Like, I don't have children. Right. It's absurd to ask people to spend so much money to get all of these different kinds of content. Yeah. And they're not all created equal. Like, if they if they all basically gave you different flavors of the same thing, fine. But they don't! Yeah. yeah. And I, I definitely think that if you look at the video game world and how it's starting to reflect this, you know, <clears throat> we've talked about this as well. Game Pass is a remarkable value. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, can, I can flat out hear the squealing voice from Bioshock 
describing Game Pass Circus as of a service. Of value. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear it every time I turn on Game Pass. But Game Pass for a person like us and and many people who are like very passionate about video games, it's not for mm-hmm. any of us. No. And I I run into the exact same problem with Game Pass that I do on an HBO Max or a Shutter, where I'll fire it up, and it's like, it, number one, the interface is a fucking nightmare. I can't even figure. I like you have to scroll all the way down, and then I'll finally just be like, show me everything, show me yeah. all, all, just give me the all button. And even that's not everything because it's not showing me the EA stuff. I have to go elsewhere for the EA stuff. Oh yeah, because oh, that's a uh, whole separate. Well, yeah, it's, it's like separate a separate thing. subscription that they just roll into. But but it's it's like I'll scroll through it, and the most recent time this happened was Dave. You you told me to go check out the weird vaporwave uh, visual novel puzzle game. Um, Wait, what? <laughs> Which one? Uh, the island, the island one. Oh, paradise! Was it Paradise Killer? That's it. Or no? The, yeah. the one, the one that looks like a Windows ninety five interface. Oh, Hypnospace Outlaw. Hypnospace, yeah, Hypnospace Ooh. Outlaw. Write that next, down. I'll go check out Hypnospace Outlaw, and then I'll just see what else is the there. The GeoCity Simulator. And uh, I, I download that, and then I download this, and I download this, and at the end of the day, I played one of those games. I played one of yeah. them because. What what is all this other nonsense? This just barrage, this deluge. For somebody who doesn't buy any video games or like one video game a year and wants the hot new thing, Game Pass is probably great. And it'll be it'll be better when it's not on PC and Xbox. Like when it's yeah. just a Especially if like all you want is like I just want to play the Halo game. Right. And like like yeah. like it comes with your Xbox anyway. You're like, but, oh I can play the Halo game. But it's great it's on... for it's great for uh, roommates mm-hmm. because you want to play this and you want to play this and you want to play that. Great, uh, you know, families. You know, like you got three boys and two girls and they all want to play something different. Parfait. That's great. Wonderful. If you are the the only gamer in the house, like, <laughs> and then what happens once it's on everything? How does it not just? you know, turn into the blob with everybody right, else. Right. You know, somebody will be like, Did you know that Psychonauts 3 is on Game Pass this week? No. How would I have known that? It's impossible. <laughs> yeah. To find anything. I think like separate from this, but I think it's also a part of it is just like like talking about the hellscape that is like just digital discovery and digital licensing and stuff. Did you guys see that video of uh Metallica jamming out to this like royalty free eight bit like oh yeah so what? so it's like part of this what? virtual BlizzCon thing Blizzard's like and we've oh, right, got yeah. Metallica to play so uh, they're like jamming out but like Amazon's like DMCA no we have to stop this so they turn their music down and pipe in just this generic royalty free like. Like plinking music over and like you you've mean got like the, the band itself. Yes, yes. No, the band itself didn't do it, but it was like no, Amazon. I mean, like, y- I yeah. mean, Amazon's stupid internal processes were like the band that created this music. Can't yeah, I don't. 
I don't know if it was the algorithm or if someone there was like, we can't get sued by the the music companies. We have to turn this off. How much did Blizzard pay Metallica to play this music and then not have the music show? It's just, you can draw, like, we're talking about straight lines. You can draw a straight line from Lars Ulrich suing Napster yep, to this yep, exact moment. Yes, and you can. And that's just all of this together. Like... I get the idea of, like, a company makes a thing, they sell the thing, they should continue to make money on the thing, but the digital landscape throws a wrench into that, because mm-hmm. that thing can be replicated yeah. infinitely. And, like, how how do we reckon with that in a way that is, like, normal? <laughs> it's That's, not this. No, you gotta, you gotta create something new. And, like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 you have to create the digital equivalent of that little wheel that came in your video games, the physical wheel that it'd be like, oh. okay, line up on, like, turn to page 12 of your instruction manual and line up the symbols there and then put that code in. You need the digital version of that. We're bringing back the code wheel, dog. Yeah! Who it's wants just... to play Secret of Monkey Island in 2023? Exactly yeah. what I was thinking of. Um, I don't know. I, 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 libraries, man, they're gonna be big. I'm telling li- you, li- they're coming huge. back in a big way, man. Mm. Yes, I, I, and uh, they better. Li- well, libraries are what led me down this path of, um, you know, picking up uh, Blu-rays again because there were things that my child wanted to watch mm-hmm. that getting them on a digital service was such a confusing hassle for somebody like us who, yeah. who is ensconced in this world in the first place. It's our business to know how these things work. And it's like, I'm not to the point where I don't understand it. I'm not, you know, the 70 year old being like, how do I make it 12 PM? How, how do I, do, how do I make print PDF? No, I, I'm the person who's just like, fuck you, Apple. You can, go ahead and buy yourself another turtleneck because I'm done playing the game. I'm going to go rent the... Bl- check out the Blu-ray of Miffy, a cute little bunny, from the library. You can go screw. Miffy's uh, Yeah, Miffy's, Miffy's the best. So it's I, it's like you want to talk about warm blankets. Like oh, that's... man. Miffy's... Miffy's Wait, is Miffy the, the stop-motion one? Yeah. Yeah, Miffy's so the little, <gasps> with the little with the little bunny with the X for a mouth. Yeah. Miffy, uh, <laughs> Susan, what? Before we before we move on from from your meaty topic for this Indeed. week, yes, can you even envision your ideal digital storefront? It's really hard because ideally, you want something that will recommend things that are in line with what you like, Mm -hmm. but then also just outside it. Because the idea is discovery. Like, I don't, like, yeah, okay, I love mysteries and and British things and, like, but I also like some comedies. But my comedy taste is very specific, so recommend me something. You know, I only watched The Good Place, one of my favorite shows of all time, because a dear friend of mine who knows me... Mm -hmm told me I'd like it. Yes, that's you, Ludwig. Uh, So, you know, I need the digital version of that. Like, I need a digital concierge 
and I will tell them, yes, I like this. I don't like that. Here's why. And then you can adapt that to, okay, well, if you don't like, if you don't like cringy humor, Mm-hmm. then I'm not going to rec- recommend Seinfeld for you. I'm not going to recommend The Office for you. I'm not going to recommend Arrested Development, right? Like that. I need that in yeah. digital form. And I, you know, I I can't say that that's not going to be true long term, but... It ain't going to be I, soon. It ain't going to be soon. Like AI, no. ex- the existing AI model does, doesn't work. In fact, I, you know, part of why I wanted to turn off YouTube was that I found... I found the cloying nature of how on the nose the recommendations were insulting. Mm. Like, like, <laughs> what was I? I was listening to uh, the soundtrack to uh, Legend of Mana mm. uh, because that was part of the Nintendo Direct. Wonderful PlayStation One game. It's one of Yoko Shimomura's best soundtracks. And the recommended music on the side of the channel was like relaxing music from Metroid. But then it was like Weezer's video for Buddy Holly. Oh ew. <laughs> and ew. as it went on <laughs> what? It, yeah, it was well it was clear that YouTube was like, we can tell you're a nineties guy ass. Mm. And my response to that was don't go visiting my fucking intentions, YouTube. I will go out of my way to figure out how to turn you off forever. You just don't like it when you're seen, dude. I don't. I don't. Because, <laughs> Susan, if I'm if I'm seen in that way, how am I going to change and discover something? Well, exa- well, that's exactly like, it. I, you know I'm, what? And I, I have the answer for you. So, last night, my husband wanted to watch a good movie. Good movie. I'm like, well, does it have to be one? It doesn't have to be new because there's a dearth of new content out there. He's like, no. No, it could be something that we've seen before. I'm like, great. I'm like, you know what? I'm in the mood for a political thriller like Breach. Breach is an amazing movie. I want something that feels like that. So I say into Siri, Siri, show me political thrillers. And a number of them came up and we're scanning through them and scanning through them. And then there's Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. That's, yeah, okay. There's your discovery. You're welcome. Yeah, that is that is biting political commentary. Wait, was it was it? Is, he's he's a metaphor for nuclear nuclear age. And, yeah, continue continue podcast uh, Discord member uh, Yakbop is going to kill me. But is it Showa era? I, I'm going to mess this up. Is it Showa era? Mecha Godzilla versus Godzilla, or is it like 1960s Godzilla? Or is it no, 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 no. Nineties, nineties, yeah, the, yeah. That's an even better one. I love that. It's <laughs> fucking tight. Uh, Yak, I'm sorry I got it wrong. I'm sorry I couldn't remember what the emperor's name was in the nineties. All right, all right. Let's 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 go to a happy place. Happy place, Dave Roberts. Yes. How about that Devil May Cry 5? Oh How about God. it? How yeah. about that Devil May Cry 5? It's so dumb. It's the, <laughs> it's, the, it's the dumbest thing I've ever played. Do you, do you want to know why I named it my Game of the Year 2019? Yes. There's a scene in which Dante is handed a cowboy hat. Okay. The cowboy hat bestows... It's like one of his like move sets that you unlock throughout the course of the game. There's like a sword. There's uh, 
like like glaives. They're like for fisticuffs. There's uh, and then like one of the things is this cowboy hat, at which you use red orbs to attack people to get more red orbs. Uh, in the introduction of said hat, when it is handed to him by a said woman hat, yes. who was naked prior but then had clothing magically materialized to make it look like she had just walked out of a 1990s goth rave that was inspired by the scene from Blade um hands him this hat and so he then proceeds to do the moonwalk like the Michael Jackson moonwalk with the crotch grabs and the spins and everything while disco lasers and explosions fire off behind him uh, one character claps, and then they move on. Nothing is said about this moment ever again. Susan, playing <laughs> Devil May Cry 5, that's when I like being seen. Yeah, okay, that's fair. <laughs> and it's just, the thing that struck me, though, because the thing is, like, the first, the, la- the most recent Devil May Cry game that I played was the first one. Uh, years ago i never played two because i heard it sucked and i tried to play three but like i never i never really got my head around the character action genre until i finally sat down and played bayonetta on the wii u Mm. it was like oh i get this like with the combos and the dodging and the so the thing is like that's kind of where like my ideal way to play these games is and then i'm trying to play devil may cry 5 and it's just not that it's not that at all and like they drop you into the game you play as nero and they're already throwing so much shit at you in the first level like stuff that i feel like you would know if you had played these games before but like he's missing an arm so he has various busters like armed things that he can pick up and shoot people with and like if you use it when you get hit it blows up but then you can also forcible it's just it's too much and it doesn't feel fluid in that way that i remembered when i played bayonetta where it's just one combo feeding into another and then you dodge and time slows down and then you do more combos it's just it's very start and stop and i don't know if i'm playing it wrong but i feel like Mm -mm. the game isn't really like pushing me in the direction that i should be playing i feel like i'm just like 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 i felt when i played the first devil may cry like i'm just punching a wall and I can't break through. Anthony, am, am I wrong? So Am I playing this game wrong? Like, be the chef that's like, no, you have to, like, okay, what you do is you pour the liquid on the thing, and then you eat the food together. That's how you eat this dish. Like, like a pretend... Tell me how to play this game, because I okay. want to like it. Okay. So, number one. And, Susan, you once, a long, long time ago, described Devil May Cry as boy Bayonetta. And oh, it's, well, yeah. not, it's not just literally that, because it is literally that. Boyanetta. Same, same, Boyanetta. <laughs> same mastermind behind the two things, but it is like, I, I feel like in, you know, sort of it, it, like if you're talking in, in like a platonic <clears throat> old school Grecian philosophy sense of ideals of masculine and feminine, mm-hmm. Bayonetta is a very feminine uh, type of gameplay. Mm-hmm. Where it is very flowing and inclusive. It wants all of the move sets to be very holistic. Whereas Devil May Cry 
is halting and is yeah. about imposing your will on the space. It's a very traditionally masculine approach to design. French versus German. 100%. And the whole, like, burying you in information, Dave, that shit with the extra hands, that's not in any of the other games. Motherfucker! And they just do it. They just throw it at you! They, the very they, first fucking level the of the game! The very first level of the game. And they reinvent the fucking wheel every time. Where it's just like, learn it again, fucker. You're not, <laughs> it's different now. It's yeah, like, they, I, I every will time. say the most fun that I had that with that game was when I got to play as V because mm-hmm. his move set is very much flowing and much more flow. Because the thing, the thing that like bugged me the most is that like it feels like you have two different sets of like combos and movement styles for when you're locked on versus not locked on. Mm-hmm. Like the way yeah. that you respond to moves, the way that you you're able to dodge the your your combos even, mm-hmm. and the things like because you're in a three D space, like my brain just goes, okay, I need to lock on. But to do that, I'm like claw hands. I have my finger on R one. You have to like, there's like a trigger move that you could use with R two. Your like square is your normal attack, tri- or triangle is your normal attack. Fuck. Squares your gun. It's just it's so much. Whereas V is like he, he has a bird and a and a. Yeah, panther. explain explain who V is. Explain okay, so, who v is. dude, I don't. He's like the embodiment <laughs> of like a sword, like half of a sword All right, demon no, no, no. thing. Here, okay, let me let me make this very okay. easy for everybody. Everybody, V is one of three playable characters. Imagine if Adam Driver had been hired. To play Chris Angel in a yeah. bio, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's accurate, and that's that's not a kind of description. That's just like apparently that's, no, that, that, that's that's objective fact. What you and just said. If Adam Driver playing Chris Angel was fighting demons, would you or would you not expect him to do so with a cane and a book of poetry that he reads? <laughs> That he his, reads, t- his, his haunt is reading poetry, and it summons a ghost cat and a ghost bird to do his gothy fighting for him. Yeah, so like he doesn't actually fight, but you have like the square button is is the bird and the triangles the panther, and you can kind of move them around by using the analog stick, and it's it it it. It made, it's the most comfortable I felt with that game because it just it felt like one move was flowing into the next. I could combo things together. I'm like controlling the space rather than like punching at it. Mm. Uh, and then the thing is like he can't kill enemies. He can only uh, dam. Well, he he can damage them until they're they're this like ghostly form, and then you have to press the circle button to like zoom in and actually grab them so he stabs them with his cane and then they blow up it's it's very satisfying when you play it uh it's it's the most satisfied playing that game that i felt because everything else just felt like i was i had to fight against the way my brain wanted to play this game you would never in a million years think that like what is essentially a linear action game would be as difficult to describe as sakuna of rice and ruin <laughs> but it, where, where it's not like and then you got to plant the rice and go get stuff out in the woods and it is be, the weird thing about it Dave and I think that I think that you might be running into a problem this is something else the three of us talked about recently 
is that you kind of have to get around your own preconceptions of how a video game is supposed to be played and what a video game is. Mm. And the thing I used to feel the same way about Devil May Cry because you you it's hard to get away from the impression of being judged while you're playing it because it's literally flashing these letters on screen mm. that adhere to what we perceive as as school grades. Where it's just like, you're getting a C for your combo, a B. Yeah, I remember getting combo. S's in school. That and, was a very well, common but thing. You, you, <laughs> no, I get yeah, it. You get, you get what I need. <laughs> Fucking straight got, S's. Got triple S in my, got, uh, my math class. Wait, I, I did get S's. Oh. Did you get S's? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, were they above A, like in a video game? Yeah. No yeah. shit. Wow, really? I've yeah. never seen that before. I've never seen that before either. Yeah, I mean, I it that was uh, grade school, mm. oh, but okay. it was yeah, like if you did better than than better, a, better than better, it's S. You, it, you got an S, yeah. Uh, Susan's uh, got stylish. <laughs> Susan's <laughs> uh, I you know the because of that being the way it's presented, and because it's so halting at first, you know, it's it's like when you talk to people who don't get Metal Gear Solid and they're like, every time I uh, set the alarm off, I feel like I'm doing it wrong. Mm. Uh, Devil May Cry is the, th- the, like, the sort of there is no spoon moment with those games is realizing that there is not a specific way you're supposed to be playing. The revelation is that it is built to accommodate your what works for you in it like you find you it, it it is designed in a way to give you enough space to discover your own rhythm and your own approach uh and where that really started was like devil may cry 3 which is a, an amazing game but not one i would recommend to everybody because it, it can be very forbidding and in that game it, you're only dante and you can like have four styles so you're like the trickster or you're the gunman and you see that in a game and your game brain because you've been playing on the shit for so long says uh well this is the way i have to do it this is the way I, i've got to be using all of these things otherwise i'm not playing correctly when the reality is it's like no find the style you're comfortable with and that you can find a rhythm within the space with and then embrace that and it's the same thing with Devil May Cry 5. It's don't think about like all of the different things that the hands can do. Find one of the hands that suits the way you play. Don't think about like, oh, Dante has like a thousand different, uh, you know, a thousand he's got, different he's weapons. Got, he's four different guns, four right. different melee weapons, and the four styles. Ignore them. And yeah, like you said, my, my brain initially was like, they're giving me these for a reason. I need to be like switching out in and out, doing all this stuff, and like I never felt like the game's like like I've got S ranks uh, as I'm playing, but I'm like I don't feel stylish. I feel like but like I'm I'm stumbling all so, over the place trying to figure this out. But yeah, like you said, I think the the point where at near the end, I think I got two thirds of the way through the game. I was like, I'm just gonna see this through to see how it ends. I'm not gonna worry about my score. I'm just gonna. I, I have the moves that I like, and I'm going to do them. It's, it's the way it tells you this is... It, I, I know it seems strange to call that game subtle, 
But the way it tells you to not worry about this stuff is the bizarre humor. Like, having the moment of the, like, Michael Jackson dance. Yeah, stop taking this so seriously. Mm. Is, is a, it is the game hammering you in the face be like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is supposed just, to be fun. Just yeah, yeah. ridiculous. Uh, and, I, I, I don't know, like, the, the description... The description of your sort of wall with it, Dave, is a wall that I run into not with action games. Like, my brain just works that way. But when I play puzzle games or sim games, mm. I am plagued by a sense of perpetually doing something incorrectly. Stardew Valley. I have never played, like, you know, like, I know that, like, there's a point in Stardew Valley where there's, like, it's not like a dungeon, but, like, you're going into like caves to collect shit and i can't get past that because i'm haunted by the concept that i am now doing all of this incorrectly and like all of the systems that i've established on my farm and the lady i'm romancing it's all going wrong and i well, and it doesn't help that that game is also on a timer so you feel constantly pressured to be min maxing the entire time but the game is and Susan, you can elaborate on this very clearly. The game is built in a way that it's like, it's your experience. It's your farm. It's your expression of all of this stuff. Just saying, just, I just gotta, just I just gotta let, let go, man. There is no spoon. Free, free your mind. <laughs> God comes back to the Matrix. What do you think, DuJour? Uh, Susan, on that note. Yes. You're back in there. I am. You're back in So, okay. So when the start... Okay, so just to be clear, when Stardew Valley came to PS4, I played it for 133 hours. Oh, God. Then it, then it was co-op, and so I started over on Switch with my husband, and we played I don't even know what. I just don't even... Don't worry about it. So then there was, there's been a new update that added a ton of new content. So I'm like, I'm going to download this again. And he said, oh, are you downloading Stardew Valley? <laughs> I said, yeah, you want to play it again? He's like, yeah, let's do that. I'm like, all right. Like a character to Cormac McCarthy novel, just get yeah. back in there. <laughs> so here, well, because here's what happens with us is it's a really good division of labor because he loves growing all the crops and arranging the farm and he's obsessed with uh you know the the kegs and the vats and making jellies and wines and he does all that i take care of all the animals i'm the one rebuilding the community center i do all that stuff so it's this really nice division of labor but i so we're, we've been playing it now for 35 hours something like that and it, you know everything's great but i'm like i don't know i've seen a couple things that i don't remember but where's all this where's all this content and they, because I brought a guidebook from Fangamer, they sent me a digital update for it. They're like, here's a PDF of all the new content, Great, which I love. That's, that's wonderful. That's some good customer service right there. I didn't have to go looking for it. I didn't have to pay for it. They just sent it to me. Nice. So I'm like, let, me, let me look up what, what all is going on. Yeah, once you can... Once you complete the community center, which, by the way, is kind of the main goal of the game. Is that the win state? Like, do you, like... 
well, see credits if you build it's either that or well, it's like that or you help jojo take over jojo like, mart yeah yeah fuck yeah. jojo mart no fuck yeah fuck jojo like I, I literally don't know a single person who has done that except because they want the achievement so yeah no jeff, you read Be- the- jeff bezos did that he's yeah well okay jeff bezos did because he has no soul but yeah once you it, it's not the win state but that's it it's it's such a, a labor-intensive thing that that's your your main goal of the game Oh yeah, that has to happen before you can even access the new content. So now, what? So what happens is you, you when you when you rebuild the uh, the community center, Willie, the guy who runs the fishing shop, says, "Hooray! Now I have time to work on my my own projects, including this boat I've got out back. If you can collect the materials for me to fix my boat, I can take you to this nearby island." Which you've never seen. Right. So now I am in a in a da- I'm like laser focused. I'm like I'm not talking to any of you villagers. I don't care. Get married? Don't think so. Kids? No time. I gotta get that community center built so I can get the stuff for Willie to get the boat so I can get to the new freaking content. Yeah. So what's, what's over there? There's what parrots. Are they, what do they got? There's, 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 okay, I didn't, I didn't look too much because I didn't want to spoil myself. I just know there's parrots and golden walnuts and, and I don't know what else is happening. I just need to get Willie's boat. So yeah. So I'm like, that's it. Like, um, my husband's doing his thing. I'm like, I need six iridium bars i need enough hardwood and i need the cash to fix up this mofo's boat and then i'm out of here it's really interesting that it's forcing you to play the game in a way that you otherwise would not like well i wouldn't be if i mean you you wouldn't be i've done this twice already you know like right I've, I've, and, and when I've played the game before, I've done the whole romancing someone, making friends with everybody in town. Uh-huh. I've done all of those things. And if this were the first time I was playing it, I would be doing all of those things again. But I know how they go. I know I don't really care. I always end up divorcing the person I marry because they annoy me. So, I, you know, I'm just skipping all that. And I'm just do, doing the things I need to do to get to the new stuff. Is does something happen if you commit adultery in Stardew Valley? You this can't. is always this is always a question I ask when there's like a relationship function in a You can't. You can't cheat on song is a No. And no. Does, and do their hearts break? And you can't Okay. Do they wonder where the ten years of their life has gone as you throw what remains no. of your once precious love? Into no, the fields covered with manure and husks of your farming labor. <laughs> you do the most horrible thing you can possibly do. So, okay, so you can only... You can you can romance as many people as you want, but you can only ask one of them to marry you. Okay, alright. And if you get bored with them... Oh, no. You can, you can do a thing... Where they forget you were ever a couple. That's effed. Oh. That's fucked up. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yep. No. Yep. Yeah. So you can divorce them, and then they're like, "F you." And if you don't feel like dealing with that nonsense, you can do a thing to make them completely forget you had an affair with their sister. 
That is dystopian. That's so yep. dark. That is the oh man, Stardew Valley. I didn't know. Stardew Valley has a soldier with PTSD. That is in it. That is grim. Yeah, the start it has an alcoholic. It, like it looks like Happy Happy Harvest Moon, but there when you get to know the townspeople, they actually like the the alcoholic's son. D- they live in a trailer. He doesn't want you coming to their place because he's embarrassed because he yeah. doesn't want you to see his mom drunk. Oh man! And then the guy comes back from the war, and he doesn't like going to the community events because like we're too we're too exposed here. I don't like this. This makes me uncomfortable. Like, there's some legit stuff going on in that game. I mean, I, I've always liked that Stardew Valley starts at a place of relative darkness. Where it's, oh, yeah. It starts at a place of, do not commit your life to this urban malaise. Mm-hmm. I, I am giving you a gift of a path out yep. of, 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 of a lesser life. Um, I'm really... <laughs> I'm interested to hear, like, if the island is satisfying... I'm always, I'm always skeptical yeah. of, of that kind of... It's why I was skeptical of Bowser's Fury, because I am mm-hmm. skeptical of DLC in general. It rarely feels meaningful or satisfying to me, where it's like, and now, the other thing. Burnout Paradise. When Burnout Paradise got an island, I was like, I'm glad I never paid money for this. This is just... This is just a... It's got Dune Bunny. But I mean, the, well, they, they kind of, by definition, have to be like that, because it's something optional like the one the one uh i guess there's two exceptions one would be the second dlc for alan wake sure yeah american and then right yeah no 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 american nightmare is a completely different thing yeah no the the second piece of dlc finishes the story of alan wake yeah like osir's wrath (laughs) yeah and then and then american but then also the citadel for mass effect where you get to say goodbye to the crew. You know what? I'm excited. That's part of why I'm excited about Mass Effect trilogy. I never played any of that shit. So, I'm sorry. What? Uh, yeah, I didn't play any of the expansions to Mass Effect Three. So, oh, okay. You I, played Mass Effect though. Oh no, no. Yeah, I. I okay, I, okay, I, okay, I okay, did okay, all okay, of Mass okay, Effect. Okay, okay, okay. I had I had the same Shepard from from 2007 till 2012. Yeah, like, I did. Same. It, I did it. Um, but I never I never played any of the expansions to Mass Effect Three because call me crazy everybody i was perfectly satisfied with what yeah i was done same <laughs> it ended same I, I thought that that was a meaningful ending that was a logical conclusion to the narrative mm-hmm. <laughs> to me because mm-hmm. i'm not a fucking lunatic yeah uh, yeah go go figure yeah I I, I I i similarly did not play any of them because i don't no, that's okay. I don't need more. Like it's like Bioshock DLC. Stop it. Why? Stop it. Yeah, I. Well, I don't need. I don't need like a half finished thought. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's it's why like. And I'm not saying that Stardew Valley's island is a half finished thought. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? We'll we'll find out. Um. But like Bowser's Fury, like I I keep trying to dispel the idea that it's like an expansion of 3D World because it is very much a. Uncharted Lost Legacy, a Miles Morales, mm. uh, mm. an American Nightmare, where it's like its own own game. Okay. Its own game. Smaller, com- more compact, different more com- ideas. But different ideas. It's its own beast. Okay. Because, you know, like, I don't, I don't want the... Now we get to see... 
the, I think the last time I intentionally bought expansion DLC was for De- Deus Ex Human Revolution. And they were like, remember that point where Adam Jensen hides in a pod on a boat and ends up someplace else? Now we you just... get to play that time on the boat. And I was like, I fucking love Deus Ex. Let's do this. And it's basically just like, Adam Jensen shot a bunch of guys on a boat. Well, they, 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 do you remember that with Assassin's Creed 2? Where it was like, it, the game jumps from like, oh, uh, sequence short. 11 to sequence 15. Like, the, the normal game just like, it, it's like, oh, this part's glitched out. We have to skip you to the end. Uh, as a way for them to like sell you the DLC of what happened during those chapters. Oh, but then you get the no. DLC and it's Sucks. like nothing nothing of importance happens. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. That oh. was the fir- that was the first time I ever bought like story DLC. Yeah. I fucking loved Assassin's Creed 2 and I was like, let's let's do it. And then Finish like, the f- Oh no, they're attacking your your mansion. And like, then I they already... stole your MacGuffin and then you have to get it back and but then I... you're exactly at the same spot you were before none of this mattered it's shit like this ubisoft it's shit like this um and it's shit like this users that you paid to (laughs) you paid to hear on this program you paid for this wait actually before we do thank yous i want to i want a quick hardware check-in with dave uh since our last episode dave was telling us about his game gear dave give us give us the fast version okay so what's been going on because you fixed fix, two things fixed two well i fixed two of the three game gears the third one was just uh, i i could probably fix it i just need to do a little bit more triage but two of them work one of them has still has a busted screen so i'm replacing that with the fancy one that actually triples the battery life because it's more efficient uh i also got a junk uh neo geo pocket color from japan and uh I'm just playing this for the... Okay, get that clicky. That's yeah, it's it really clicks. good. But yeah, no, it was just like, yeah, this doesn't work. And so I opened it up, and the power button just hit like someone spilled a soda under it. So now it... I There's it on, surge in this it, Neo Geo Pocket yeah. color. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It works perfectly now. So Mountain Dew Red. Fix that. No. And then, <laughs> code Red. It's I like code, code I'm sorry, code yes. Red. Uh, and then I also got a junk Wonder Swan color that um, would only turn on intermittently, like once out of every like fifty times. And then once I turned it on, it would not turn off. Oh, this is still on. <laughs> uh, and then so what I was reading is that the Wonder Swan has a there's a, a specific failure point because it was designed for mechanical switch like a Game Boy, but they put a membrane in it like a remote control, so just at, over time the power button stops working, so I bought a sticker and put it and now it works. Oh, nice. that, that, what a great... So I've never play. heard that. Uh, yeah. That that yeah. power-up sound, that's wonderful. Yeah, it's a real nice It's a real nice sound. So I've also... Uh, there's a guy who makes flash carts for this thing out of he makes them in batches of like a hundred so i was able to get in and 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 buy one of those so i'm gonna be playing some weird shit so so yeah no just uh i've discovered the secret to retro gaming on the cheap and it's buy broken shit and fix it because it seems like 80 percent of the time it's just you open it up and clean it just don't be afraid to open your shit up it's fine you can put it back together i believe in you Dave, I'm gonna. I am going to purchase sometime very soon a four parts broken Wonder Swan color. And yeah. I'm just, I'm just gonna send it to you, 
and I'm like, this is it's all you need is a all you need is a torque screw and a sticker set that you buy off of eBay and you could do it yourself. It's so easy to fix it. I should probably do it. I should probably. It goes from it. It makes the makes it go from like only costing twenty dollars to now it's worth like sixty, seventy. I don't know. (laughs) Just buy a bro. It's fine. I'll do it. I'm gonna do it. This is gonna happen, and then I'll finally get a copy of Klonoa Moonlight Symphony. Yes. All the, after all these years. All these years. All right. Whose fault is this? This is uh, by patrons <laughs> like you. Uh, back us over at patreon.com slash continue podcast. You help uh, support the show, uh, feed our, you know, our own neuroses, and uh, help pay for our site hosting and stuff. So it's very helpful. I'm giving a special shout out to our backers now. Uh, special thanks to Doom Cow, Adam Gauntlet, Adam Condra, Michael Coffey, The Fancy Manatee, Terry Blair, Stormshot, Ellie O'Dare, Double Taco, Matthew Peters, Denton Brock, Gluttony One of Seven, Eric Van Quill, Frank Sands, Tyler Nilsson, Shane Nilsson, Yaddle, Ryan Brady, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Skip Dippity, Tim Chesson, Ryan Mance, Daniel Squire, Tom Coveney, Kalen Houston, and Nick Rugan. Thank you, everyone. Yes. Thank you so much. Um. Yeah, everybody. This is your fault. This is all. This is on you. Uh, those of us uh, here at the show are very appreciative uh, of everybody who backs us at Patreon.com/slash/continuepodcast. Patreon uh, contributions not only pay for our hosting, but are are paying for the things that we play. Uh, I purchased a copy of Bowser's Fury for my Switch. And a copy of East Nine, which we'll probably be talking about on the next show. If you want to hear a little bit about East Nine, there is coverage of that in a backers only section on today's episode. You become a backer, you get access to that stuff and our wonderful Discord as well, which is a. This is like not. We say it every episode. This isn't a fucking upsell. I really like our Discord. And I agree. Yeah. Yeah. They're great people. Um,. You can also follow us uh, on twitch.tv slash continue podcast and see Dave Roberts building stuff and occasionally playing things. And you can follow us on Twitter at continue pod. You can follow me at a John Agnello. Uh, and that's where I, I spout bullshit on Twitter, but also uh, talk about the records that you can buy from ship to shore phono company uh, that have my liner notes in them including Klonoa 2, which was just announced between our last show nice. and today. And uh, Dave Roberts, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter, at David Robots, Instagram also, at David Robots. Uh, just tweeting mostly about fixing stuff these days because anything else just makes me angry. So I'm trying <laughs> trying to do, I'm trying to improve by not feeding Soul. negative energy into the world. Yeah, so just... Putting putting some Game Boy stuff on the feed for you, Susan. Where can people get more of your your musings? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Susan Arndt. You can listen to my other podcast, which is about horror movies. You can find that at Patreon.com/slash/LongleggedBeasties, or you can find me on Amazon in a book called Curtains. 84 Concert Visions. Uh, it's a benefit to, uh, for Save Our Stages, 100% of the proceeds from the book go to help people who work in venues where you can go see music that are all 
closed right now because we live in a hellscape. So check that out. I have a short story in there, and so does Anthony. They're good. They're good stories. I like that book a lot. I just keep it out. It's just sitting in my living room all the time now because it makes me happy. What I love is... Okay, so I've been reading through the rest of the book, and the, the, the stories are all so different and so varied, and, and the authors are wonderful. And a lot of them fall into the sort of literal... Mm-hmm. This is the last show they saw before pandemic stuff. Or they go, there's been some sort of like zombie apocalypse or some sort of holocaust or something like that. And and somebody's reminiscing mm-hmm. uh, about that. And then there's you and me. <laughs> then there's me and Susan who go full blown fucking science fiction. Yeah, we are so out there. I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, we are as weird as I think we are. Okay, <laughs> yeah, we're weird people. Uh, my mine mine is literally about the last possible moment where a terrestrial uh, notion of a concert could possibly exist. That's there. Yep. You, there you go. Yeah. Um. All right, everybody, so yeah, go, re- go buy that book, everybody. Uh, as for us, we'll see in two weeks. I think, guys, like we've done like a bunch of normal podcasts. I think it's time we make something stupid again. Do you guys want to do oh, a commentary next time? Oh, boy. What wanna, do you have in mind? Do you guys want to watch Masters of the Universe with me? Oh, God! Frank Langella! Awesome. Yes! Yeah. Let's go. Yes! Yeah, okay. Let's, <laughs> let's, get, let's get six solid minutes of Frank Langella just fucking doing it for hammer films yo let's all right it's gonna be great all right we'll see you in two weeks goodbye bye everybody bye